passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everybody. John Pollock and Waiting here with a special breaking news edition here at Post Wrestling coming off of the All Elite Wrestling press conference from Thursday night in a very frigid-looking Las Vegas. It looked like the most um, un- uninviting pool party I've ever seen. There was no one that wanted to be near this pool. Yeah, well, at least they weren't all in jackets, you know? Like it. Most of them were. Most people looked pretty cold out there. Oh, okay. What was it, eight degrees? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Come it wasn't on, frigid. stop complaining. I mean, <laughs> Listen, now we're now we're talking about people that are complaining about the cold. You know how cold it is outside t- today? We had freezing rain today. That's rain, that's ice. Freezing. Frozen rain. It was Yeah, it was it was not so much cold as it was just uh very awkward here in the city because everything's ice. You're just going to fall and and break something. That's the most likely uh scenario. I had to put salt down on my steps. I had to Use like the the hand of God to try and remove this ice from my steps because Way was coming over. I didn't want Way to fall. Well, that's absolutely that's the most important thing. Well, thank you. How the hell would we have done our show if you had fallen? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Vegas, well, anyway. Uh, cold at this time of year. Yes, very cold. Don't do pool parties in February. Was uh, the lesson learned by uh, the Bucks, Cody, and it's a very nice pool. I've been I've been to that pool at the MGM. What month of the year? Oh, like August. Is it cold? No, it was beautiful in August. I thought for sure someone was going in that pool. Uh, I thought Kenny was going to like, whether or not intentional, like I thought he was going to fall in by the end of it. If I was one of those, like if a fan really wanted to be a dick and ruin ruin everything, he could have just like gave Kenny a bit of a shove. Oh, then my headline would have been Kenny Omega makes a splash. In all elite wrestling yes. debuts. Lovely. Uh, well, that was the big news on the show. We can start there even. We don't have to go in order here. Kenny Omega was the, well, I will say penultimate uh, guest that showed up. Uh, they saved it for the end. Kenny Omega came out. Uh, I had no problem with the way they did this. Every single person there knew Kenny Omega was coming and they were anticipating him. They delivered on him. And if you thought that, you weren't going to get any surprise. I guess Chris Jericho confronting him was a bit of a surprise for people. Although, I mean, you and I talked about it. This seemed like the time to do the rematch. And that appears to be what is happening. May 25th is Chris Jericho came out. They had a big pull apart. And that was how the press conference ended. Yeah. At this very moment. I mean, they are their two biggest stars. And um, I think it's it's they're kind of due for a rematch. They had a five star rated match uh, more than a year ago. And I think it, it, it is the right thing to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess they could save it, but why? You know, they have a big arena to fill. And 
I think it's it's fine. Yeah, I, I would say this press conference in itself didn't necessarily deliver too much in in the form of like major surprises, like Jericho appearing at the last one. I felt was a bit more of a breaking news type of element that you know not everybody uh, knew or or was expecting going into it. For this one, I think everybody expected Kenny to appear here. I think everybody already knew that the Lucha Brothers were going to be a part of the All Elite and that they were going to show up. Uh, beyond that, can't really say too much that that was like you know surprising. Um, but I will say maybe the the big surprise to me was the fact that Kenny Omega was listed as an executive vice president of AWE. Yes, yes, uh, that was listed on the graphic for Kenny Omega. So I thought that part was very interesting. He said he has signed full time with All Elite Wrestling. He signed his contract Thursday morning, and also telling in that speech was that he said that his journey in Japan had come to an end. Right. Now, something else that I think might be of interest, um, because I believe uh, on the New Japan website today, their roster... um, They they had left up Omega and Jericho, correct? And taken down the rest? Yeah, they took down uh, Cody, they took down the Bucks, they even took down Kushida, but Jericho and Kenny were still left up there. Well, you can check it Friday, and let's see if Kenny Omega is still there. Mm, okay, interesting. And we don't know the the specifics of his contract, but just going off that speech, that sounded to me like a guy that has signed an exclusive yeah, deal. Yeah, sure. But you don't... And especially with the executive vice president, that uh, role that he has, that we didn't necessarily uh, assume would be a given, that he would be uh, given that that title as well. And make makes now for a fourth. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, you know, do you think there's any? Do you think that t- totally rules out perhaps him wanting the same deal that Jericho had? Uh, not necessarily, but I thought that line about his journey in Japan ending. I mean, that to me was. I, I don't think that line's in there. If that's that's a at least a possibility in the near mm-hmm. future. I mean, I don't rule out Kenny Omega. I, I don't rule out all elite wrestling in New Japan at some point coming together because it makes a lot of sense for both sides. I think that the all elite wrestling guys, I think they're, they were always open to continuing with new Japan. And I feel at some point that, you know, they will probably reach some agreement. I just don't see that happening immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting, especially for a uh, MSG coming up. Very interesting for, for Madison square garden. If, um, uh, you know, a Kenny Omega is now no longer even a possibility, even if you didn't believe that was going to be happening. So that was the that was the big ending to the press conference. But as we rewind to the beginning, uh, what did you think about just uh, how they pulled off this press conference? Uh, you know, you talked about the last press conference about some of the some of the camera work, and you know, there was a lot of focus on the pyro as just a straight presentation. Uh, was this an improvement? What did you take away? Well, I don't believe we had any pyro this time. So no. uh, maybe they listened and they thought, hey, let's cool it on the pyro this time around. I thought it would. It would have looked better here than it would have in Jacksonville. In I mean, it was dark. Yeah. It would have. Yeah. But whatever. It made no difference. I, I thought uh, it was far better than last time as far as, like, you know, the camera work goes. I, you had a great sense of the size of the crowd. A lot more sweeping wide. You could hear them. Yep, a lot more sweeping wide shots. Hard cam was, you know, um, um, like uh, centered. Uh, you could hear the audience absolutely. I didn't even realize that 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 was uh, 
uh, uh, missing from the last one. But this felt this looked like a professional f- press conference. They had some issues though, particularly with microphones. Um, sometimes going out, and you know, it kind of spoiled a couple moments in particular. Maybe Kenny's last line. Um, but you know, at it it wasn't a home run, but it was it was much better. And I would say, like, just the way it looked was more professional, certainly than last time. I don't think that this one is necessarily going to be the same level of buzz that the Jacksonville one did. But again, like the first one, I think a lot of people came out of this really excited for this promotion and more specifically this show. Like I I am more optimistic about this. Like I feel this show is going to sell out. It's just a question of how much and uh, how fast. I mean, the site was already, I think it's going to sell out that first weekend. If not the first day, like I'm, I'm pretty high on that. This is going to be a major ticket for wrestling fans. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, mm, you know, it's it's kind of, it is really tough to predict. But I mean, if the, what they say is true in the website with the website crashing and everything, um, I I wouldn't be surprised at all. It, it definitely did because I I was checking it and anytime I checked, it was it was unavailable to to even submit your uh, email address for for tickets. I was just checking to see if the site was down and it, every time i checked it was on you were unable to submit your email. yeah okay cool yeah i wouldn't be surprised at all absolutely uh so the other big news of course is that they announced the ticket sale date as well as the ticket pre-sale date yeah so what they're doing is from now until sunday night you can submit your email address and then monday morning you're going to get a code which gives you access to the pre-sale on monday morning which goes until um, I didn't even get how long the presale lasts. Is it two days? Because the general public on sale is Wednesday at noon Eastern. Yeah, I would assume it probably goes until then. But please double check the video, everybody. Yeah, and I'm really curious how many tickets they sell in those two days off the presale. I think it's going to be a pretty solid number well, right there. And then they'll go on sale Wednesday with what's remaining. I mean, typically on presales, don't they just allot a certain amount of tickets so that they at least have? tickets to sell at the actual sale so it won't be a sellout i mean it remains to be seen how many they they put on for the pre-sale but uh i I could see it doing absolutely very well yeah it was hosted again by conrad thompson and alex marvez and you also had excalibur from pro wrestling gorilla mixed in throughout there i liked excalibur a lot i wonder if that is a sign of um, him potentially doing commentary well marvez mentioned that soon to come um Excalibur is going to be carrying him a lot, so I'm. A, I, I feel like that. That's, that's your the team. team, yeah. Alex Marvez and Excalibur. I liked Excalibur a lot as well. I wasn't as big of a fan of seeing Conrad and and Marvez in their roles. Like they, I thought played uh, hosts, but like not necessarily like the reactions. Yeah, I I thought some of that was really bad. Like when they were reacting to the Lucha Brothers attacking uh the Young Bucks, and Marvez is like. Well, that wasn't supposed to happen. Like uh, that, this was not on the format sheet. Like you know, like we we all know what's going on. There's yeah. no need to 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 try to sell it like that. Um, I also like for me. I think so much of the appeal of what the elite have done is hearing very genuine voices and hearing people speak from the heart. And there are guys like the Bucks that are able to do that every time they cut a promo. Kenny Omega, I thought tonight was able to sound really genuine. And I think that has to extend to the entire presentation of everything, and down to Conrad, down to Alex Marvez. I kind of got the sense that they felt a lot more like, you know, hosts 
and and not necessarily didn't sound as genuine as as I feel like everybody else associated with this sounds. In the order of which they announced, uh, Sonny Kiss, who wrestled as Exolicious in Lucha Underground, was out first, uh, stating that he'll be at Double or Nothing in May. Cody came out next and repeated the news that they had uh, formed a relationship with AAA, and this was a video that went out earlier in the night with Dorian Rodon announcing this partnership with AEW, and that's kind of interesting. They work uh, pretty closely with Impact Wrestling and now have a relationship with AEW, and then Cody stated that AEW will be the most sports-centric wrestling product on the planet and put over AAA for being a modern form of Lucha Libre. Hmm. Yeah, I thought this was interesting, too. In particular, uh, do you think it means anything for um, Lucha Underground, you know, and perhaps, I guess, more of a freedom to work with that type of talent? Well, I think it gives an immediate gateway to a lot of the talent that is attached to Lucha Underground because because of Lucha Underground's connection to AAA. And I think this is just going to uh, ease that kind of um, that bridge uh, for for talent that is connected to AAA. Mm-hmm. Right. So and, and a lot of, you know, kind of newer talent as well that maybe U.S. fans aren't as much exposed to uh, that's coming up in AAA. So th- that's an interesting relationship that joins OWE for their uh, working relationships. Yeah, and I think a good one. Something that, you know, you'll you'll really start to sense after watching this is that when they say that they're not trying to necessarily compete with the WWE for talent and that they are looking more towards, you know, the indies and, and the underground, um, that, you know, that certainly felt. Oh, we certainly felt that here. You know, it was like starting the whole thing with with somebody like Sonny Kiss, who uh, I hadn't heard of prior to this press conference and making giving those guys like this type of profile guys like, uh, you know, Jungle Boy, this type of um, spotlight by by being associated with AEW. I I find it really interesting. And I'm actually really excited to see somebody like Sonny Kiss, because if they have like the Bucks and Cody stamp of approval, he must be pretty good. So I'm I'm interested. Yeah, well, I I really like what they're doing with the talent. I know that some people they they're expecting like every major name to show up here, and I think you have to be very ju- judicious with that. That you do have your stars, but I think you want to have that mix of a lot of unproven talent and creating new stars. And I go back to TNA that they. They had something very special because on a national level, you had not had a chance to see Chris Sabin or you'd even gotten to see a Christopher Daniels in a really big, prominent role on on national TV and your AJ Styles. It's like you had this whole generation of talent that the WWF was not going for at the time. So TNA kind of had that to themselves along with Ring of Honor, but TNA had the bigger platform and it was once they got to Spike, I think they had this this fear that we need recognizable talent and they just signed every single WWE talent that became available and flooded their roster with it. And that wasn't what the audience wanted. Yes. I know who this person is. I've seen them on WWE, but I didn't see them in a prominent role. And they had a nucleus of talent that I think if they had been patient, that talent was going to rise and be your stars. So I I'm much more optimistic on, on this side rather than, Every single WWE performer that becomes available, grabbing them, and they're in your key spots. And that's kind of what ruined, you know, what, uh, unfortunately, TNA, uh, in at least uh, many of those arising stars in, in many ways. The, the fact that 
guys like AJ and Daniels had to eventually take a back seat on that card to, you know, your ex WWE talent that was being pushed at the top. It seems like they are learning from lessons like that for sure. Uh, AAA Cruiserweight Champion Sammy Guevara was out next. He said, if you don't know who I am, go to my YouTube channel and study up who I am. <laughs> that was funny. And uh, Hangman Page came out. They all wanted him to be in full gear. It's way too cold for that. And he was interrupted by a video message from Pac. And Pac just cut the, the greatest promo. It was promo. awesome. It was he, great. Oh, my God. This guy is like top-tier promos in the industry at the moment. He said he has a chip on his shoulder. He's been deemed unsuitable for mainstream audiences for too long. Paige is a cocky, elitist prick and isn't on his level. And Hangman, bring your cowboy boots on May 25th. Because after our match, you're going to want to run off into the sunset and never be heard from again. And Paige confirms it's the bastard versus the Hangman. On May 25th, Pac to me was one of the stars of this press conference. He was he great. He only appeared via cell phone. Yeah, I would say Uh-oh. probably cut the best promo of anybody in this press conference. Yeah, I, I liked Omegas, but Pox was the best promo on this. Yeah, whole thing. I'm excited for that match. Page versus Pac, done. Uh, I really like, like, they're putting a lot of focus, at least, you know, on, on with the announcers sirs, and I guess with Page's um, appearance last time about... Page is looking to be the ace of the company, and I think he's the perfect choice, actually. Like, come to think of it, I, I wonder if, if Marty was still around, whether or not he would have that spot. Um, But I think doing it this way still sets up Marty to come in at a later time. But I think Page is, like, a really great beneficiary uh, of, of you know, having that, that spot open. And I I think he, he's definitely up to the to the task. Yeah, no mention of a uh, uh, AEW title or anything like that that they were kind of teasing as as this being the match when Hangman did his promo in Jacksonville. Yeah, no, this was kind of just set up as a match. Yeah, no, I mean it's something that they could potentially announce later on. This was more so about just announcing what matches you'll see if you buy a ticket on Monday. Then the Young Bucks came out, got a great reaction. Matt talked about tag team wrestling being a lost art. You can't even see it on wrestling programs. But that changes now. And they want to provide the best tag division in the world. And they introduced the latest signings, the best friends, Chucky T and Beretta, who came out dressed up as Scott Hall when he showed up on Nitro in 1996 in the uh, the, the cutoff jean jacket and jeans. Was that the reference you think? And I think oh, so, yeah. Wow. And... They basically said nothing. No, they were just like, "We are. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, we're, we're here. Gonna show the world what uh, what friendship is all about." Um, you know, I. They didn't have to say much. I think it was just more about like showing their faces and telling the world that they are now signed with AEW. And I mean, I would say this was um, newsworthy because these guys had were just with another. They're another team that just jumped from New Japan as recently as last week. The Bucks then said, we'll see you all May 25th. And I thought they were like wrapping up the press conference to do something at the end. And this was only like midway through. And they're they're signing autographs. And then Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix walk out, confront the Bucks. Phoenix super kicks Nick. And Pentagon hits Matt with a package pile driver. And the challenge is laid out for May 25th to determine the best tag team in the universe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that a belt? Is that a championship? 
A universal is, tag uh, team championship. Wow. Uh, perhaps yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 so, I mean, small angle here. I wouldn't say it was like the smoothest of executions, but um, they they had a very limited space to pull all of this off on. Like this was a very small platform. Yeah. And again, like it's it's I, I give them a lot of leeway because it's not even so much about like how great the angle you know took part to, uh, how well executed it was. It was just more so about like, hey, this is the match that's going to happen, and you know we're visually telling you that this is the match that's going to happen because they just attacked these other guys. Yeah, and the Bucks also threw it out there about tag team wrestling being the main event, and I guess he kind of came out of this with the. The ability to promote this match and Omega Jericho and to a lesser extent Page mm-hmm. and Pac as kind of you know three big main events for that's the already show. a great looking card. Like I, that's a really I think great it card. might even look better than All In. I mean All In. I guess you had Okada. I mean Jericho Jericho Pentagon was was a very big headlining match too. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe All In had like more stars at at least like you know by the end of it. Um, but this is a good looking one. It's it's definitely a great looking follow up. Already. Then Brandy Rhodes came out. She made the announcements that Yuka Sakazaki of Tokyo Joshi Pro would be coming to Double or Nothing, and so will Aja Kong. Yeah. Uh, this was an awesome well, I didn't announcement. Even know, I didn't, this was just right out of left field, but a, a great I didn't even know Aja Kong was still wrestling. Well, she is coming over for Double or Nothing. I think that's um, awesome. Yeah. that's That's the kind of thing that I... I really like the diversity on this card. Like you have just so many different pockets of wrestling covered on. And Azure Kong is a name that North American fans actually recognize. I I feel like the pot of like you know Japanese women's talent that I think at least modern Japanese women's talent that maybe a North American fan would resonate with might be a little bit small. Like they're probably already all signed up with any uh, uh, ROH or WWE anyway. Um, but Azure Kong is sort of like I think a great get. From from the past, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and and she's still active, yeah. so I think that she'll have you know a, a great outing. I think she's going to get over huge in front in front I of that so audience, too. so that should be uh, a, a lot of fun. That particular one, and then uh, we had Kylie Ray come out, and I thought Kylie Ray was great. She came out; she was just like like this bubbly personality that everyone loved, even if they had never seen her before. And then she was confronted by Nyla Rose, who has done uh, stuff with Sendai Girls and with uh, Capital Wrestling out of New Jersey. Uh, and we just got the confrontation between them, and Brandy got in between them to kind of tease something for Double or mm-hmm. Again, I thought this was fine, simple. Like you said, I agree with you. Kylie Ray showcased her personality well in the short time that she had. I don't even know if it was intentional. Like, you know, she just I can't – she's this type that, like, seems like she can't really help but, like, you know – she to me had all the personality that that Bailey. She had that appeal that Bailey had in NXT, yeah. like just a very likable personality that's just naturally very it's natural. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just it, it's there was no there was nothing forceful mm. about it. And, and I mean, I wouldn't even really call it an angle. This was more of a stare down. It was simple. Showed me who hates whom. Tells me what match I'm going to see. That's it. SCU were out after that. To announce the double or nothing after party called SCU All Night that they're going to be hosting. And Excalibur talked about the relationship with OWE and brought out Shima as well as 
OWE Vice President Michael Nee and CEO Dragon Fu. And Daniels talked about his history with Shima going back to Michinoku Pro. He's a legend, a trailblazer, and a leader among men. And Daniels challenged Shima to find two partners to take on SCU at Double or Nothing. Yeah, yeah. I thought Daniels did a wonderful job of, like, putting Shima over as this legend. Um, uh, I, I, I don't even know who the OWE guys are going to choose are, but I'm already excited for this one. I think they're like part of the part of the buzz coming out of the first one that was really unexpected was OWE, and I think OWE already, at least from from my uh, Twitter circles, has already been receiving a lot of great press and a lot of buzz as a result of this announcement. So, um, the, I, I I think it's great, and I I'm, I look forward to seeing o, o, uh, SCU with them. Yeah, I mean, you could put some of the more established people that. You, uh, are more familiar from their Dragon Gate days with Shima. I would kind of like some of the younger OWE guys to kind of have their own showcase mm-hmm. that, like, uh, you know, four unknowns just opening up the show and just blowing everyone's minds. Um, I don't know if they necessarily have to be part of this match, but you could go that direction too. Yeah, absolutely. And then the final, uh, we had the the countdown from Kenny Omega's uh, clock his phone hitting zero, and then out comes our new executive vice president. He apologized for ever, for making everyone wait, but uh, legal matters have a way of working themselves out, and he just put pen to paper this morning. He's a full-time member of the roster, and his journey in Japan has come to an end. Jericho comes out, attacks Omega, and we have Cody, Christopher Daniels, and BJ Whitmer, and Billy Gunn all trying to separate them, and this sets up the rematch. For double or nothing. And yeah, I, I think that, you know, if um, this was designed to push people towards buying tickets, I think they did a pretty good job of setting up what sounds like a pretty, pretty awesome show on paper already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, I would say, again, like less about, you know, how great these angles look at the press conference and more so about how this card looks. And on paper, this is a good looking card. Um, I thought Kenny delivered a great speech. It It sounded, you know... Well delivered, perhaps a little bit rehearsed, but I I actually welcome a little bit rehearsed at a press conference like this where everything else seemed a little bit loose, maybe too loose and a little amateuristic at times. Um, but Kenny, I thought the main event, he sounded really good. So that was the press conference. I think that it was, um, no, I, I think it achieved what they, they wanted to, to set out for. And I, I came out of this, again, thinking... I feel more strongly on this show um, doing really well, ticket-wise. Yeah, so the matches are like you know that, that are at least teased, not necessarily formally announced, but at the top we got Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Uh, we have the Bucks taking on the Lucha Brothers. Pac versus Hangman Page. Uh, SCU versus S- OWE, Shima, and two other partners. Um, Kylie Ray versus Nyla Rose. And that might be it so far. Yeah, so a lot of pieces that still need to come together. Yeah, match for Cody. Uh, that was also teased on on his uh, latest. Um, what do you call? It? What is, what is his YouTube show called? Road to Road Double, to or, double nothing? or Nothing. Yeah. So Cody's got a brand new show. We haven't talked about it yet on on the Double Shot, but uh, on his YouTube channel, um, they go through a lot of kind of like the behind the scenes of of setting up AEW. Uh, Chris Daniels is head of talent relations, so he works closely with them and. The, they close the scene with um, them receiving some type of, uh, I don't know, call. Uh, 
and Cody, some type of potential opponent for Cody. So they're teasing the announcement on that show. Um, also, I want to mention uh, next week's uh, tickets for StarCast are also going on sale. And it's been very interesting to watch the rollout of names that are going to be appearing at StarCast. We talked about Sting and Bret Hart earlier this week. And since then, they have added Jerry Lawler, Shane Helms, and Jim Ross, who today, all three, under contract to WWE. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it kind of remains to, like... Those deals, what exactly are are the nature of the deals that somebody like a Jerry Lawler is? I mean, they're all allowed to do their their personal appearances. Yeah. It's Starcast kind of exists, I guess, in 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 a weird gray area where it's affiliated certainly with All Elite Wrestling. I mean, Conrad here was was the MC for the event, but it's not officially an AEW event like the way Access is a WWE event, is it? Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 technically separate but i mean they're very much you know they're they're in concert with one another starcast is not happening if not for this event so uh i i just find it interesting that those are are the names and jim ross will not be under contract by the time this takes place uh jerry lawler just signed a deal and of course shane helms just started a a producer role there with uh with wwe as well but if it's marvez and excalibur like you know we're we were, were perhaps assuming from what they mentioned tonight. Maybe not Jim Ross. Or you could have Jim Ross do a match or, or Jim Ross knows? do a match. Who knows? No, like call him. Oh, okay. So you met Russell. <laughs> well, I, I guess Cody does need, he need he needs an opponent. He said the so. person that contacted him. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other closing thoughts before we uh, wrap this up? No, no. I mean, Nothing about the TV deal, so that's that's still the big looming announcement to be made. And you know, as you get closer, it's it's all going to be about you know maintaining the, this this hype going into May twenty fifth, and certainly that's going to be the next uh, that that's still the the big the big game changer news is going to be the TV deal. Yeah. All right, so that is going to uh, wrap up this uh, this breaking news show. Uh, Way, what is on the site on Friday? On the site coming up on Friday, uh, in a few short hours, we'll be uploading our latest MCU review for our Post Wrestling Cafe Patreon patrons. And we are talking about the first movie of Phase 2. The Avengers has just, uh, they've just formed, they've just stopped uh, Manhattan from being uh, invaded by aliens. And uh, much of this was uh, the result of the work of one man, Tony Stark. So we follow up with Tony Stark and the results of uh, post-traumatic stress uh, post-disorder that he suffered as a result of this attack from Manhattan in Iron Man 3. So John and I will spend a good hour and a half talking about this film, which I, which, which is a very controversial or at least, a, I don't know, mixed, mixed re- reviews. So. Yeah, I didn't know what I was walking into here. This is a very polarizing version of uh, the Iron Man yeah. trilogy. And then Saturday, John, what's on the site? Uh, well, also Friday, we will have the free version up of the Cafe Hangout. That was a really great chat with Brandon Howard going over the WWE financials. And then Saturday night, uh, late Saturday, might be Sunday morning, I will have a UFC 234 post show up uh, going through the whole card from... Melbourne, Australia, which I've been pleasantly surprised that 
as I've been following some of the coverage this week, all the natives calling it Melbourne. Well, of course they would. We've been through this before. That's that's the accent. It's just a nice. Uh, uh, even even like the people visiting though they 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 are doing it as customer. Oh, is that right? Okay, all right. Maybe you're so, on to something. From Melbourne on Saturday night, uh, Robert Whitaker, Kelvin Gastelum, and then Anderson Silva versus Israel Adesanya. So we'll run through the whole thing. Phil's going to be joining me, so that will be up at postwrestling.com. In the meantime, you can go postwrestlingcafe.com. We've got this week's double shot up there. We're we're going to have the, the Marvel review of Iron Man 3. Lots of great stuff to check out. So that is all for waiting. I'm John Pollock, and we'll speak with you on Friday.